0: Sammy,
1: what's up? Oh, fucking feel a little blue lately, but whatevs. Yeah, man. I Try, what I'm training myself not to, to complain. And fuck, it helps a lot, man. <clears throat> People around you are, like, more willing to be like, he's going to be okay, yeah. and then it makes you feel like you're going to be okay. And
0: no, absolutely. <laughs> it's good to have a good support system, but it's nice to, to be able to take care of your shit, you know? And, and feel it, like you got your own back. Yeah. Like, just...
1: Um, Knowing you can, we talked about it the other day, like steering the ship, like yeah. turning the ship around. I mean, I can't take credit. Like I, like I got big balls and I'm just like, fuck my feelings. I'm going to be happy now. Like that's kind of toxic, right? That's kind of bad because you have to face what's going on. But sometimes it's just memory, you know, like I just have this way of feeling. And then like, you know, there might be something bad going on. And I, and I got some weird days lately, but like, I'm just, I'm like, I don't have to fucking carry that
0: shit constantly. Well, it's in, you, you're aware of the, the concept that it's this too shall pass and that moment's going to fade out and it's, you're not in that moment. You're not stuck in that moment. Yeah. I guess but
1: cliches it, get lost though sometimes.
0: All the time. Yeah. But it, it's good when you, at your, at your foundation, know that it's going to pass and whatever you're going through is just a moment. Yeah. And then that just, just that alone is so much power for you to get through whatever the hell is going on.
1: It's like sticks to build a little tent of some kind. And then now this tent is a little flimsy, but it's (laughs) like this idea that, I mean, without using cliches, like I can actually sit there. It might take fucking 10 minutes, you know? And uh, we don't have a lot of patience these days. I certainly don't, you know, with all the ADD-induced fucking info that I'm getting all the time, which is my fault, you know? Like I'm not gonna throw the blame out. It's it's a little addictive, I guess. But the idea is like I, I, I need to have that patience. And then... I start, you know, five minutes in maybe, I have no encouragement. But then I start feeling like my brain go, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. And then I'm actually letting go of the this addiction. That's the real addiction is that I want to feel shitty and not ch- change anything or do better and, and just pout. And then, uh, you know, another five minutes pass and I, my whole fucking mood has changed. And I'm feeling better and my whole day is better. And it's like, holy shit, man.
0: It's funny you said that. The, that is a real addiction—the addiction of self-sabotage, I guess you want to call it—or the addiction of yeah. It's weird, but we all operate on these weird, like, mechanisms that just shut you down and stop you from doing what you're, what you're meant to do or what you can do. It just yeah. this is like this internal voice that's repeated in most people's heads, and you hear it even like in high-level athletes or anything. They have this constant self-sabotaging voice behind us. Is that foreign from childhood, or is that just something? I don't know For what sure. that mechanism is.
1: 100%. I'm a big nurture on that one. Like, maybe nature also. A lot of people are just born with a certain brain chemistry or something. I think mm. it's a little more <coughs> rare, though. Or I should say, I think the nurture part is way more common, like this day and age. And, and, and all ages behind, you know? Yeah. I think we were just <coughs> used to, everyone was just traumatized and fucked up and just doing their best. And it's like, you don't notice. It just becomes noise. It can be
0: as simple as you were a kid and you were just doing one little thing that you probably thought was amazing and then just someone, maybe a parent or teacher or a friend, it's like, stop doing that. That sucks. They yucked your yum. (laughs) That just started this whole process of any time you were doing that again, you just smash yourself down because you thought it was good. Self-defeat, self-shame. I mean, it just like builds and builds and builds. And I think that's why that archetype of being that old, you hear this all the time, is like people afraid of becoming this old grumpy person who just yells at everyone is probably just a lifetime of that that voice getting stronger and stronger and them not achieving what they want to achieve.
1: Yeah, I mean, at, in, in a general sense, I think uh, we're just copying everybody. You know, there's not a lot of people, unless they're just kind of fucking born that way, you know, like uh, most people I find are just doing what their parents did, what their teachers did, what their and again, it is interpreted by you. You know, like someone might just say, like, uh, I remember one time I was really young. I was like in grade three or four or something. And I draw a swastika on on the, a piece of paper hmm. and uh, I didn't know what it was. I just saw it somewhere and I show a teacher. I'm like, what is this? You know, and, like I drew it and she just I, I, maybe she was Jewish or maybe she was just terrified of parents or something right. like I don't know her biz. But before that, I thought she was a cool teacher. And then she's like, never draw that again. You know, like I almost got in trouble. She was mm-hmm. like going to kick me out of the class almost and then like kind of didn't. But I I felt so panicked and I'm like, I don't even know what I did wrong, lady. Yeah. You know, like you, you genuinely didn't know what it was. You know, like, no, again, like I understand no offense to her, but like she was a shitty teacher in that moment. Yeah. Because now I'm like, I can't express myself. Like, I can't even be curious about something. I didn't even understand. I don't even know what I did wrong. Mm. Now I'm just like a little more tense for the rest of my life.
0: We <laughs> just added into you.
1: And that's yeah. me because I might have a I might have a more of like an elephant memory when it comes to that shit. Whereas someone else might just be like, that was weird. And then just do it again or just not do it, but not internalize it. Like, it's it's hard being a teacher.
0: And But yeah, but in general, like that moment for her was probably just a a quick reaction of fear or whatever the fuck it was especially nazis bro (laughs) it gets weird (laughs) it gets weird when you talk about nazis but then that could have been a great moment for her if if she was aware of it to to really teach you something valuable
1: that's why i remember it that's why it pisses me off it pissed me off in that moment and it only gets worse with time because i'm like you know you, you don't give kids the credit. It's it's hard to because they're fucking children and they're stomping around and running into walls and yeah. punching each other. But it's like she could have been like, well, look, there were some bad people in history. You're going to learn about it later on in life. But they, they did some weird things and they, they they chose a group of people to be very uh, harsh towards. And they even killed some of them. And maybe I was too young to hear stuff like that. But like you can kind of give a concept yeah. and be like, but it's a, it's a very complicated thing and it's a big part of history and i don't i don't think i should get into it right now like like adults admitting they don't know is so rare yeah. but it's so good for like my i would have been so much smarter with that little moment and i'm probably a little dumber because of the way that moment was treated and again not her fault it's how i took it it's how i did it's what i did with it later on it's what i'm doing with it now mm. <clears> you know we're all fucking human but it is what it is no,
0: but that's we a we got huge really
1: deep, really fast. Like we just started. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to point that out. It's true. We just rolled into like <laughs> there was light. No, there
0: was no warm up there. None. Well, fuck it. That's the way we go. Uh, we could go a little bit lighter, but I just want to go on one more point on what you were just saying. Is the f- the the idea of unknown and not knowing, mm. and admitting that you don't know something, it starts to get lost as the years come on, and you start getting older because you don't want to not know something. I guess ego forms so strong in a lot of people. But the most powerful thing you can do is admit that you don't know something. Yeah. And it's. I noticed that, I, I remember I spoke to you about uh, with uh, the DMT where I allegedly served someone and before I did, I took a little bit of myself. Let's catch there. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting better at this. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, but before I went to go serve it, I, I took a little bit to see what it's all about and it was that exact experience was just like, it was like a direct phone line with something and it was like, you don't fucking know what this is don't ever pretend like you do or preach that you do. Preach that you don't know. And in not knowing is so much power because everyone will will trust you more than you becoming this figure of And th- that's what I was getting authority. at with the, the
1: masters. Like, I I don't think I'm there yet and I really have to carve that out for myself because it's not natural for me. But a master, no one, no one else, nothing else is his master or her master. Like, no, or, or everything is. Everything is. You know, is. it's kind of, a, it's kind of a non-dual extreme thing that's going on. Like, I, I, I was speaking to somebody the other day and and it was, we, we landed on a, I think it's already an expression, but it's something along the lines of like, a master thinks himself a fool and a fool thinks himself a master.
0: Mm. You know, like. That's, uh, nice. That's
1: true though. It's it's fun when you can switch words like yeah. that and there's kind of like a fun uh, yeah. poetic dance to it. But it's perfect because like, you know, I, I can't, again, I, I give myself, I give the, I give that teacher a lot of forgiveness because if I'm a teacher, I'm supposed to know. And then in this moment, I'm, I'm not going to, like, it's so unconscious and so deeply buried. I'm not going to lead myself down this path yeah. uh, where, I, where I have to hit a wall and where I have to go, oh, I don't know, you know, or, like, I don't know the whole truth. Or maybe she was just, like, Jewish and really offended. She's like, I don't even want to fucking see that, that symbol, you know, and it's like she's mad at a kid. Like, then she's just being ignorant, you know, because I'm literally, I'm neshant. I love the, the, d- the description, the difference. I don't know what's going on mm-hmm. purely. She is ignoring the fact that I don't know. Like she's in ignorance and I'm in nescience. I don't know what that symbol meant. I don't know what's going on. You know, it's like there's an innocence to the the lack of knowledge. Whereas someone has, they know something, they know better, but they're ignoring that knowledge. And there's a difference there. Again, like the whole, I I love that line from uh, the Bible that says, like Jesus says, uh, forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm. And it's like, ignorance is still forgivable but i like that difference that's important there's levels because like a, a little kid could walk off a cliff because they don't know how gravity works yeah and, true. and that kid will still fucking die and that's horrible but yeah. they didn't know you're like the parent can't be like like figure it out <laughs> bud you know yeah. like you have to, to take care of that kid and that's where the ignorance versus nations when they clash is really bad also the when difference
0: is, is when it's intentional ignorance when the answers are there, when there's things you could figure out, but you choose not to, is it actually intentional then? Or is it just out of fear and just like right, right now we have all the information at our fingertips, you know, you can, we can, we ask questions to each other and friends and, and teachers, but it's so simple that we can just Google it and figure it out. Yeah.
1: And that has its own harms because we retain nothing. Experience Mm. is still the most valuable teacher. That is true. But it is a thinner and thinner line. It's, Mm. it's, it's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, like, yeah, no, but then
0: kids are scientists though because hopefully you don't jump off, walk off the cliff as a, at cliff as a kid. But for the most part, you're getting hurt constantly, testing things, touching the hot pot. Um, so I, I, can, I did that once. Yeah, oh <laughs> I no. think I did too. Or I touched the stove once. I knew a kid that hit the stove.
1: Dude, I I my mom told me a story. I think I don't know if I said it on the podcast already, but um, we had a wood stove in the middle of the living room, and uh, I like I put my hands on it. Ooh. Like, it was one of those old-style stoves, like, you open the front and throw the wood yeah. in, but on the top, it has, like, those, those metal things you can lift off with oh. the thing, and I literally went like this, and I don't remember it at all, but, like, my mom said I had bandages for a few weeks, like, uh, like a cartoon character, like, on both my hands.
0: Yeah, you, you might not remember it in the, in the mind, but your body's never gonna do that again, and that was because of that moment. Yeah, yeah big you know. big learning lesson.
1: <laughs> Well, and, and uh, you just get lucky, you know, like I, I almost got hit by a car. I, we talked about that on the recent podcast. Uh, I, I landed on my neck on a trampoline. I got hit by a car. Like, dude, you're just, I, you're so many store, times I could have died. We
0: store traumas and traumas are safety nets that remind us not to do X thing again.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a evolution thing. It works itself out. But
0: <laughs> The problem <laughs> is that it overworks sometimes and it, it retains things it shouldn't retain and make you do things you shouldn't do that maybe could benefit you. It, it makes you not do things that could benefit you, you know. Because yeah, there's a there's system. a lot of
1: wisdom there now. Like a, like you were saying online, you know, like we're that's the biggest pro of it. I find is like there's so much information. Like like me learning that experience is more valuable has come from a lot of non experience information. Hmm. You know, like obviously I got there eventually through experience, but a lot of it was like, um, like a like the cliches we talked about earlier, like. There's, I have a kind of foundation. And when I get smacked to the bottom, that's the stuff I find. And I go, oh, okay, I do understand this. Mm. Be- and that comes from books I've read or, or articles on in the internet or like cool YouTube videos or podcasts. Mm-hmm. So there's True. something there to, to fall back on, but you kind of have to fall. That's what sucks.
0: And you have to test those that foundation over and over again until yeah. you fill in all the holes. Yup. <laughs> speaking of which is tough work, but speaking of which is, uh, I'm heading up... Uh, to do some ayahuasca have fun bud <laughs> oh man i am in a couple of days we'll do a post podcast too if i'm up for it i don't know what to expect
1: yeah yeah no promises yeah. there like see how you feel it's kind of like a vulnerable state but it's kind of why we we decided to do a podcast today but that's it's it. like i feel like... this is an outro you yeah. know like like yeah. uh, waving you off see what happens yeah. talk <laughs> about how you feel <laughs> get a little f- snapshot of now and a snapshot of after
0: and i think regardless i'll probably be Knowing me, I'll be wanting to record a podcast afterwards, but I just I'm not gonna put that that exclamation mark until it happens, mm. and then I see what's going on. But um, yeah, man, this is gonna be a very. It's been weird, you know. Usually, prepping up to ayahuasca, there's like a mental purge. You've been through it. I've talked to so many people that pre pre ceremony the week or two before, it's just their minds going everywhere, shuffling through the files, trying to hide. You trying know. to find, scrambling,
1: scrambling for a reason excuses. like a cockroach running from the light. Yeah. Yeah.
0: excuses not to do it. It's uh, scary, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do that when I jump in the, coo- the the pool when it's cold. Yeah. So imagine ayahuasca,
0: like <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, distractions, a lot of distractions. I'm I'm I've been taking on a lot of my friends' issues and problems and giving more energy than I usually do, and I noticed let yesterday I was just fucking defeated. I was like lying in bed at like. Five or six p.m. I was supposed to meet my girlfriend. I couldn't do anything. I was just lying there, wiped out, and I didn't do anything that day. It was a very light day, a couple of out clients, um, and it wasn't like a, a physical demand, physically demanding day. Mm. But energetically, I think I'm just I've depleted all. Uh, that cockroach is hiding everywhere, and there's no more places to hide. And it's just tired now. It's so. just f- he's fatigue. <laughs> he's trying to take a deep breath, but the the light's shining right on him.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're a, you're much more sensitive human being than I than I ever realized, man. Like um. I remember a, a while ago you told me that and I I, I really appreciate the honesty because I can I can deflect and 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 kind of uh diffuse my my emotions onto people you know like when I'm angry about one thing I become angry hmm. or sad or whatever and then every and my whole everything that comes out of my mouth everything I do that day everything's colored by that and uh I I've, I've consciously been doing it less with you and with other people also cuz I don't know what's going on in their head but like you kind of shocked me into that realization because you're not outwardly super emotional. Like, I mean, you'll laugh like a fucking (laughs) asshole, which is good, but you're, you're not going to like be visibly, maybe it's just the shape of your face, man. I don't know, (laughs) you know, but like you don't, you're not going to be super like pissed when you're pissed or something. Like it's subtle. If I'm really looking at your face and and spending time to read micro expressions, maybe I can tell that you're uh, annoyed by something? Are you becoming angry? And then there's d- there's different colors to that too. Yeah. Are you angry at something external? Are you angry at yourself? Is it disgust? Is it uh, fatigue? There's there's subtlety in every human being. Most mm. human beings. Yeah. But uh, I I I don't know. I'm I'm I see it way more in you. And I I really didn't before. I guess is my point. Like you you take on a lot of stuff from other people. It's almost like when you're hurting or when you're vulnerable, you become it becomes a blanket. You just become open to any emotion outside of you. Maybe, it, maybe it's just like you got your shit together. Hmm. So then your way of getting the blues is looking for reasons. I guess that's what the blues is for everybody. Hmm. You know, you might have an, ex- you might have an initial reason to tumble down the hill a bit, but then you keep throwing yourself down the hill, uh, one way or the other. And yeah. for you, it's like you're internalizing other people's, uh, poop.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, there's just, I've never been one to, to, to put my stuff on anyone else. Yeah. You're really good at that. I, I don't I'm know. The if I'm good, I don't know <laughs> if I'm good at that. It's just what I do. Well, I, uh, in I, my I, eyes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't know what the effects are. I know I need to constantly do self work. I need to do ayahuasca. I need to do rap every now and then. I needed to do my own little isolated retreats here. When, when I, I just turn my phone off or on silent and I just do rap and meditate and then just be in my zone. I don't know if it's the right way to go about it, but I don't know any other way. I think this is the way I've been doing it my whole life. And then instead of making a a radical change, I need to work around this style of personality that I am and work to my benefit.
1: I got that from an anime once. Freedom, the definition of freedom in a practical sense is knowing yourself and living accordingly. Yeah. People who try to change themselves.
0: It's not going to work.
1: Yeah. You're going too directly at the problem. Yeah. You know, even seeing it as a problem might be a you know a, a kind of dirty lens.
0: Well, it's just it's the system you've been operating on, and if you're going to make a radical change in your 30s or in your late 20s or in your 40s, 50s, whatever, there's usually going to be a huge slump and crash at some point. Where yeah. instead of embracing, okay, this is the fucking person I am, looking at it from the good, the bad, and the ugly, embracing it, and then whoop. Whoop, and then from there. You can you can you can harness love, compassion, empathy, and all those things to yourself. And it might take a few steps down too. Like like you have
1: to you have to use the material that you are to create what you want to be. You Mm. can't skip any steps there. It's almost it's like it's like math. It's like physics. Like you can't just be something else. It's not. You can erase
0: the equation and then just start a new one.
1: Maybe you can. And there's some cool alchemy thing (laughs) that I'm not. You know, like maybe I'm just putting these, these laws on myself, but I have to get to that point where I don't put those laws on myself. You know, there's probably that a point, point of no return. To exactly. get to that
0: point, though, you need self-forgiveness. And forgiveness is realizing who you are at its core. I think to even start properly
1: is to, is to you need forgiveness because you, you have to get in the mud of, you're like, oh, I want to change this. I don't like this. But this is the tools I'm using to get somewhere. Mm. You know, like you don't like the thing that you do everything with, which is you. That's fuck. That's conf- that's complicated. <laughs> you know, so it, it, you got to take these steps and understand that there's steps and you might even go backwards sometimes. But it's like the two steps forward, one step back kind of mentality where where forgiveness is super important in that moment. And it, it's almost like guilt, you know, like you're like, oh, I fucked up. I'm shitty again or whatever the, the, the dialogue is inside and it's and you don't want to forgive yourself. Mm. You know, it's literally a release. It's like a it's like you're stopping yourself from shitting on yourself. It's like almost a passive thing. Yeah. It's like shavasana. It's like a, it's like letting gravity do the work. It's like relaxing. And it's tricky cuz we're creating all the time. We're tense all the time and and that's all the trauma and the memories and shit that you talked and, about earlier. It's, and that's
0: talking about self-sabotaging from before is guilt is just another form of self-sabotage. It really is. And we you think know. it's so useful. I, I know that and we do it all the time. Any mistake you make, you're your biggest critic, but you're your biggest fucking hater as well. Yeah. And it's not serving you, but we all do it constantly. And we spoke about this in previous podcasts, but it's worth mentioning again, is that that voice, that system is not going to serve you. But then forming guilt towards that guilt is also not going to serve you. So That's th- the second arrow. The second arrow. I think exactly. I keep
1: saying that to Maya. I keep. I use that it all the time that. too. I, I know. I, I can't told, stop. I told my
0: girlfriend that. that yesterday. Actually, I'm like, you have. T- or two days ago, I'm like, you have two arrows: the, the trauma, and then your reaction to the trauma. And the reaction, to the trauma is usually worse than the trauma. I mean, you're piling on yourself anyway. Yeah. Even if it's not worse, it's. I mean, it, it,
1: it makes it it makes the whole thing worse. Well, it just it you're prolongs that extra, the experience. Yeah, you're getting that extra ten percent on top of your uh, one hundo. You know, like, why are you doing that to yourself? But, yeah. you know, again, like that's an empty why. I'm just being a, a dick. You know, but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard. we have talked about it before and it is worth getting into again because when we succeed in moments when we forget the guilt for a split second or maybe we don't even, but we get somewhere. Now we covet the guilt in a sense. Now we think, Oh, I was hard on myself. Pressure makes diamonds. I did it. You mm-hmm. know, like you tell yourself something and it's a, it's a, again, it's a, it's a thin and kind of like uh, elusive line to walk because throwing yourself in, in an environment where you're challenged is good for you in the long run. At the time, it might feel shitty, you know? Like, that's what you're doing with Aya. That's what we're doing with the podcast. That's what, you know, we're trying to challenge ourselves and to grow. But Jordan Peterson says it all the time. If you're going to go overboard, then you're going to shut down. You're, you're going to be emotionally exhausted. Even if you think you can do it, you're going to burn out eventually. Yeah. And then if you're under that mark of the sweet spot, then you're going to be bored, and you're going to check out in a different way. And you're, you're going to... You're not going to form any new neural pathways. You're just going to start solidifying into this
0: stagnation. Yeah.
1: And that feels garbage also. And it's, it's even a little more insidious and it kind of creeps up on you, you know, like uh, like speed versus weed. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that rhymes. <laughs> and in the middle is like just sobriety or it's just, it's like being honest with the moment and, and trying to find, and sometimes we can't even produce that sweet spot in our lives, yeah. which is why a lot of us like crash and burn and and that sweet spot is fucking different for everybody. Yeah. You know? So like it w- like my teacher we were talking about, you know, she's at a certain age and she's in a certain profession, so she thinks she's at a level. You know, like I'm level 31. That's that's fucking bullshit. There's there's work I haven't done. It doesn't matter how much time has passed. I'm starting now. I'm level 0. I'm level 1. What Let's you- say I'm not level 0 because that means I'm not playing the game, but I'm fucking level 1. Yeah. There's no point in and pressuring yourself. And that's Way easier said than done because everyone around you in one way or another is doing the same thing to themselves and thus pressuring you also because they think that's what life is. And if they haven't done the work on themselves, then that's how they're, they're going to be like, no, 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 that's mm. good. Guilt yourself. Mm. Feel like shit. That's how I became who I am. <laughs> yeah. If I love who I am, I must love the crap I went through. And there's all this crazy unconscious logic. And it's like, hey, how about we stop traumatizing each other and just like enjoy life cuz you can't take any of it with you anyway so like chill the fuck out
0: and it, do you think that's changing cuz I, I do see a shift in the public in the way the public talks to each other and the way we we approach things i think it's a slow process when you're dealing with think of it the the process for yourself how slow it is now deal with 7 7 billion people or 9 billion people the process yeah. is going to be hundreds of years for us to achieve that 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 unity but it's coming it just takes its fucking time
1: it's, it's, I have a, I mean, it's hard to answer the question because I feel like I'm, I'm forming that view of the world. So I'm looking for that. Beep beep. I'm forming that, that for myself. I'm doing it. I, it must be true because I'm doing it in my Mm. own life. And I'm at a slow, I'm at like a bottom or lower stage where it's like, I really feel like I'm just kind of starting. And I think I'm always going to feel like that now that I say it out loud, but that's not the point. Hmm. Uh, It, I'm looking for that on social media. I'm looking for that by removing myself from some social media and f- and by doing stuff like this. And yeah. you know, like we say often when we talk to each other, I'm like, oh, that would have been a good podcast. We should have been recording. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way we talk to each other now. Mm. And then I go talk to someone in my family or like a, a friend I haven't seen in a while and we can't talk that way. And it, And I feel like I'm missing something. Mm. There's just an honesty or an openness that, you know, Uh, it's not, it's nobody's fault, Yeah. but it's hard when the person across from you thinks you're not doing your best, you know, when Mm. you think, when you think they're doing their best and you're trying to be understanding, it gets exhausting and then you just have to start cutting people out of your life because you're not perfect either and you need to take care of your shit.
0: Well, that's what, that's what has to happen in your path when you're, when you're trying to self-better yourself is that you're going to have to release, and I don't like the term toxic people, but maybe... We all have our shit. Yeah. We just got to make space sometimes. But sometimes be- you got to cut. secluded. Yeah. And, and you got to cut the people that are toxic to you in your life out. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know? Yeah. I, growing up, I was
1: friends. Toxic with to you. Toxic to you. Very good to specify it that way. It's nobody's fault. But yeah. like I said it before, like uh, sometimes I feel like with my family, like like one of us is the match and the other one's the fire and we're trying to be friends. Yeah. And it's like. It's not like going to work. Yeah. We'll re- I interrupted you. Sorry. Uh,
0: yeah. Just growing up, I was friends with the wrong crowd, you know? And uh, had I stuck with that group, I don't know where I would be today. I don't even know if I would have done the self-reflection. And Maybe you'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> with legit. Legit. We used to get into stupid fights and stuff and get arrested and dumb things like that. And I just, there was moments where I just saw what I did to my family that, because we got into like a huge fight with a, at a bar and then we got arrested and then the, my parents had to get a lawyer and then all that kind of shit, you know? And that was like the moment where I looked at my parents and saw like the, the the not the disappointment but the hurt, the pain that I caused. Like holy mm. fuck, this is our baby, our last child, and we had so much hope for him. And then this is what he's bringing back home to us. <laughs> you know the the police call. We have to get a lawyer. Like this is what we raised, and that pain I saw was just so genuine. Where, you know, it's bad when there's no more words to describe it. They just, there's just you you you've left your parents speechless.
1: Yeah, there's just a look
0: on their face. Like. And I, you know, and that moment, I'm like, I can't do this. I was, it was an internal process. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not this person. And then I changed. That was like a moment where I had to. It's not that you, ch- you did a radical change. It's that I had to like observe myself at its fullest, come to terms with everything that I thought I was or where I am. Yeah. And then you can make the change. But it's not wiping that out and just doing something else completely. I had to come to terms with, I was a shitty person. It was a click. Yeah.
1: In the right direction. It wasn't. It was a notch. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a fucking...
0: No, exactly. It was literally just full awareness of the moment, of the system I was operating on, and realizing the potential where it can lead me, mm. and then just making the conscious decision to turn the other corner and not full go down that path.
1: And mm. I, I feel like there's a recipe there or a formula because you there's luck there. Like someone could have been in your situation, but they had a little lo- less self-awareness or a little mm. less self-love or something, and they turn that moment into like crushing guilt. They're like, I have disappointed my 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 parents to an extreme that I didn't realize was possible. I must be a piece of shit. And then and they then, double down on and it. And then they double down. Exactly. Mm. And and again, none of that is like their fault or or conscious. And we can notice these things and try to help these people, but we that's not the society we live in. No. So we need like, you know, that's why we want to talk about this stuff. That's why, like, someone might hear this and they might think of it, they might see themselves in our words or they might see someone they love in our words and they might act just a little differently or give them space a little differently. My family has trouble giving each other space. We keep trying to get in each other's shit hmm. and fix each other. And it's like, that hasn't worked yet. You know, the, the, that, that expression where the definition of insanity is trying something over and over and I expecting expect a, a different, different result. Yeah, It's like... You know, there's a big wisdom to that. It might not apply all the time because persistence has value. But yeah. but you know, you you bash your head against the wall uh, enough, <laughs> yeah. even if the wall crumbles, you,
0: you're you're fucking brains damaged, yeah. buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a great quote, and it's it's good to remind yourself because sometimes that just that hearing that and reminding that can get you out of that that cycle that you're in, just retrying the same fucking steps and then you realize, fuck, I'm going insane yeah. doing this, you know? And that, there's a comfort,
1: you know? That's what's scary. Even though it doesn't work and even though your life is in pain, you don't make the, the liaison, like the, the connection. You don't make the, the um, ad- admission that... Uh, you need to do something different because well, that is
0: scary. But sometimes the delay is, is a long period and that cycle can be like five years and it repeats, five years and it repeats or two years or one month and it repeats. Yeah. So it's harder to make a change on something that's gradual like that.
1: There, it's kind of a perfect system, you know, like you're gonna keep making the same mistakes, hmm. you know, and that's why a lot of people t- have value in solitude because you get it, it's kind of like a reboot. It's maybe it's the same, it's like another... It, you can liken it to a psychedelic trip because you can liken it to something like Vipassana where you're you're pulled away. You know, like Rogan always talks about things like snake venom. If you take a little bit, you can become immune. But mm. if you get a nice shot,
0: you're, you're dead. dead. And that's part of it. Before Vipassana, when I went to Thailand for a month and a half, whatever I went for, uh, I was in a very bad space mentally. I had a bad breakup. Just everything just crashed at once, you know, um, emotionally uh my family my friends everything just fell apart because i gave up so much for one person hmm. and then when i went to thailand it was just removing myself from that bubble and seeing the whole world that i i was in from a distance yeah it was so clear man that was my vipassana at the time like i actually had the clear decision to do vipassana or go to thailand and like I remember, I was talking to Matt. he's no. like, "You should do vipassana." I'm like, "I didn't know that." Yeah, I, I just don't remember. I, mean, it. Cause I, I sent a message. I was in a bad space, and they're like, uh, "Check out vipassana." And then I thought about, you know, I got to get out of here. You know, yeah, I need to leave. The, I need to leave this fucking plot of land and think it over without anyone around me to, to, to poke at me and remind me who I am and let me figure out who I am.
1: I I think it worked out because I I feel like maybe you could be a little too raw to go to Vipassana and you're going to be one of those people who like bails after day three or four. You're right. Because you're like this, Like you're like, fuck this. I I remember
0: (laughs) seeing someone at vipassana, and I had a nickname for every person in that fucking place. <laughs> There's 70 nicknames going through my head. Like I, I'm, I look back at myself. I'm like, had I used that brain activity for something more meaningful, I would have written a book. From- I, re- I wrote a
1: story in my head. Oh yeah. I had like a, I have a complicated story. I don't know what to do with it. I've told people about <laughs> it. I've reached out to artists and and thought like, do you want to make a comic book and. When I tell them the story, they're yeah. like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, this is like an anime. Like, this is yeah. complicated. And I'm like, yeah, bro.
0: Well, dude, I was in silence for fucking 10 days. It's amazing what that can do for you, eh? Yeah. So there was one guy I had nickname for. What was he? He was, he was called Vegan. He, just, <laughs> he, just, he was just like so in good shape. He looked super healthy and he only had salads. So I'm like, this guy's vegan. And day three, he was gone. And I was looking for my buddy Vegan everywhere. <laughs> and he was gone. Where's he, Vegan? I think he just panicked. And I I see why I think maybe it was the the bandaid was pulled off too soon the wound was too fresh, it it plays against you. Yeah. So going to Thailand, being liberated by just driving on the highway on a motorbike for hours on end, that was like my vipassana, and that's why I reconnected with myself. And then when I got back, everything was so much simpler. I got back, I'm like everything was so much simpler. Yeah. I love that line. Because you comp when you, I was told my friend years ago, he it's was some momentum. Yeah. He was uh, I'm like you can't solve because he was going through a lot of chaos at once. And I'm like, you're in the boiling pot when you can't solve any problems. When you're in a boiling pot, you got to get out of the pot first and then you can change your life. But if you're in the boiling water, you're stuck in the boiling water, you yeah. know? So if you sure. can remove yourself from that water, then you can observe the, the fucking pot of, of craziness that's happening. And then you can pluck things out. And that's kind of what happened when I went to Thailand. When I got back, I, th- I donated and threw out a bunch of shit a lot of clothes, I'm like, I'm just so much clutter. Things I don't need that's just mental, uh, it's just, it's stored mentally and it's a physical object. There's just so much clutter in my life.
1: Yeah, there's there's something to minimalism. Yeah. And so That's I, another
0: conversation. Yeah. And, but that was part of it. And I just started removing things and everything just got better and better. It was just, and that's, I spoke about in the past is uh, reverse engineering your environment will affect your mental state. It's the same way your mental state will affect your environment. And, and
1: like we were talking about, like we touched on it before, like you can gain a momentum internally after, like once you, once you admit that Mm. and then eventually maybe become a little immune to that, Mm. you know, you can gain a certain ground inside once shit calmed down and then it doesn't matter uh, or it doesn't matter as much or you can turn the ship around faster or whatever. Or
0: you just, you catch it before it spirals down.
1: Like I always talk about uh, Shanti, you know, like that girl mm. I met in. in uh, Can we get her out? Is it possible? Oh, sh- I'm, I hope she would be down. She Sounds
0: like a super fascinating girl.
1: Oh, She's so cool. She's so lovely, you know. She's um, she's very in- informed, but very humble and very confident and very. It's I love talking to her, yes. and I try. Like uh, I, I realized that. Okay, well, like, like, just to give a little context, I met her at the yoga teacher training, mm. and then she, um. We traveled, we we traveled a bit together and then she left and we still communicated. But then she went to like South America and really got into shamanism and ayahuasca and Mm. did like a bunch of ceremonies, you know, and like got so deep into it that I, I, like we lost, like we can't communicate anymore. She's on another level a little bit. And then I started idolizing her a bit and I started Mm. being like, oh, this girl knows something I don't or something. And and that, I, I'm glad that's kind of gone now because I feel like when Good. I talk to her, we can just kind of be yeah. friends again, which I, like, you know, this is all kind of sidebar. But she explained to me that she was gone from home for so long. And there was a lot of ups and downs. It didn't cure her like instantly or something, but there was some rough experiences. Like a, a lot of us, our family hurts us. You know, you don't have to explain that. And one way or the other, there's just baggage and... Um, she was gone for so long and and reset herself and and just became another person in some ways. Um, and then when she did go home, um, honestly, I feel like she's just kind of passing through. And but but it's so different that her family treated her differently. Mm. You know, it's not just that she's able to tolerate something or or an information that allows her to manipulate the situation better. She's just cooler with herself. Because she had, she got time to cool down away from the situation for like a good four or five years mm. to really undo that shit, and then she comes back like I am a person without you now, but I'm coming back. I'm choosing to come back. You know, I think her one of her grandparents was was uh, sick or something, and like I, I, you know, details are are for her to say, but um, she they like they reconnected in a in a in a much more positive way, mm-hmm. and they saw. It like maybe we don't fully understand you and who you are and your life decisions, but we can see that you're happier. We can see that you're healthy. We can see that you're to to t- débrouille. You're you're figuring it out. So, I apologize if someone doesn't speak French and I just keep switching. <laughs> I switch to French random. I can't find the words sometimes. Um. And and that that taught me something. Hmm. Like I I f- I feel like I I learned. It gave me permission to go. Oh, I gotta get the fuck out of my situation. There's no fixing this in the boiling pot. That's what
0: I was gonna say. Yeah, you know, it's you're in it. You got to get out of it to to see and sort things out. But Otherwise, I, you're I, boiling with it. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then there's nothing you can do in there. You're it's you're just boiling and dying in there. Yeah. You know,
1: you're you're maybe maybe in a way it's like you're sugar and water. You know, like you're dissolving in it. So you're lost in the the mm. thing. You're, that you're trying to manipulate or to change. So it it, do, it just does it's never going to work. It can't work.
0: Yeah. And that's it, man. That's a lot of healing is is that is getting out of whatever the fuck you're stuck in and then observing it. And it, getting out doesn't mean escaping. It means finding a way to remove and observe, not run and hide. That's yeah. a big difference between escape and getting out of something.
1: I think maybe run and hide like at first you kind of bounce you know you just need to because but the intention the
0: has to be for for bettering yourself not just avoiding because you can run and hide physically by leaving a space and just never going back you can do it with substance in the same space but then you're self-medicating with with uh, with drugs that uh, that numify that that moment so you don't have to think about it yeah. but until you you consciously want to change it you have to look at it fully and you have to go right into the belly of the beast
1: I feel I feel like for me personally'm I don't have that kind of self- awareness like I can be very self aware but in the moment I'm too flustered to f- to just feel what I'm feeling and to mm. know what I need in that moment mm. and I feel like it gets to these extremes you know like nowadays like I just I just need to change my situation like I gotta flip that coin and then I'll figure it out yeah and there it might not be the wisest decision but it's like the the pot's boiling over i, I that's what I need to do now and then then once I'm cooled off, like we, like I said earlier, like once I'm cooled down a little bit and solidified a little bit, then I can have this memory, you know, and go, Oh, okay. Like I see this coming now. I'm going to make tiny daily changes. Mm. Hopefully as time passes, I'm going to move more towards a a regular discipline to maintain something and to build something in pieces Mm. instead of that dramatic uh, escape like we like that meme that we had you know like yeah. I forgot where I got it I should have given the guy credit it was it's such a beautiful it was uh, a great
0: one it was yeah. what was it I'm trying to remember word for word I'm always better at remembering these memes we talked about memory how it doesn't store <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I haven't smoked weed in like a week and my oh, yeah. memory is so on point man nice. that's crisp yeah I mean you know compared to what it was it's uh, I don't have to try mm. I, I just retain stuff better I'm more engaged and it's it's nice I think another week or two, and I'm going to start smoking once a week if I get the urge. Hmm. But I'm not going to, like, impose it on myself either.
0: As long as it feels like you you have it under control. Yeah, You know, exactly. I, d- I did that with the well, the keto diet because I, I, we spoke about it. Maybe I'll get more deep in depth in it one day about, like, my, my addiction to food. And when I did keto for a month straight, I, I started saying, you know what? I'm going to have a cheat day now. And then I put the cheat day back in and then the cheat day turned into three, four days. Like that was my little hole in the, sh- in the boat that sunk the ship, you know? And now I'm restarting that whole process because I think it was too soon I allowed it back in thinking I had control over it and I had no control over it, you know? Mm. So it just, as long as it feels, you can test it, but just be very mindful because sometimes you open that door and then the fucking, it kicks down the door and just flies in and then you're doing it all over again, repetitive cycle. You know, I don't know what the f- the sweet spot of time is. Like, is it supposed to be a year? It's supposed to be three months? I don't know. I thought a month I would be good, but it wasn't wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, I think I did a good. Uh, what was it now? It was, I did six months of uh, like a modified paleo. Hmm. I was pretty strict paleo actually, but it was it was pretty much meat and veggies all day long, and I just fell right back into it like I snapped like a rubber band
0: when you, when you had a cheat meal or something or not, it wasn't
1: like a cheat meal. It's like I did six months and I was like, and that was my goal. Mm. So I I felt like I was kind of holding my breath and that's why I want to smoke once a week. Like I feel like it's disingenuous. I feel like I'm avoiding something Mm. because it's just something I've been doing for like, what am I? I'm 32 in April, 17 years. I've been rapping for
0: about 17 years. (laughs) (laughs) I love that song. Um, It's part of your identity.
1: Yeah, sense, it, it well, it's really part of is. Unfortunately, like yeah. I hate to admit it, but yeah. like I, I don't think I'd call myself a stoner, but any of my friends probably would. Mm. Like, oh, that's Sammy. Like, w- give me like three things about him. Oh, he's a yoga guy, <laughs> smokes weed. It's like number two on the list, and then I don't know what the third one is. Like he, <laughs> boop. Yeah, I have he's a buddy. Italian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I have a buddy who's he's about a month in. I think uh, no no weed. He wants to come on the podcast when he hits six months. And he wants to talk about it because he's in your boat. He's he's thirty years old now, but he's been smoking almost every day for like sixteen years or something. And now that he's cutting out, he's he's reidentifying giving himself a new giving himself a new identity, because when you're doing a substance, I don't know, I haven't done anything consistent for sixteen years yet, you know, <laughs> you know. But the, this breathe breathing is, blink yeah, <laughs> but but Shit. adding a substance for sixteen years is. Uh, you really stop and observe it that's a long time that's mastery of that substance yeah i mean in terms of hours right but it's big time it's it's very easy to there's a fine line between is it medicine or is it poison now you have to you have to really asso- disassociate the two
1: yeah I, I i always wonder also like it's kind of like a pointless uh thread to to pull on but i always wonder like what if i what if i stop for years like four years, five years, will I recalibrate? Will I like be okay? Have I done some kind of permanent damage? Mm -hmm. Because I've stopped for a month. uh, Like I used to stop for a month every year for most of the time that I've been smoking. Um, One time I stopped for a, a solid year. Another time I stopped for six months. Recently, I stopped for like five, six months again. Like you, something happens, something changes, but it's not long enough. And Mm. then when I start again, like I re I feel like smoking once a week is this sweet spot and I get to kind of enjoy something that reboots me a little, makes me forget some trauma and, and, um, it kind of etches sketches me a little bit and it makes me take myself less seriously. Like there's a lot of value to it. Mm. And as soon as I abuse it, it's like abusing anything. It's just bad. It's really bad. My memory starts going. I feel lazy Um, I feel very unmotivated, I feel a little depressed, I feel my, because I'm being soothed all the time, I have less ability to deal with my emotional responses, Mm. my emotional responses themselves are more acute also, just everything starts, like, the first thing I said, my memory starts going, it's amazing how important that is in life, (laughs) and like, I just just choose to zonk (laughs) it, and it's like, from like my job, my relationships, my day-to-day tasks, just everything. Suddenly I can't <laughs> remember stuff. It's yeah. so imperative. And that's <laughs> that's reason enough. Yeah. It's true. To just be like, bruh, like you're learning anything, learning to better myself, learning about lear- like even the, the good traumas. When I when I when something when I bump up against something and I need to remember that, that's not as uh f- Physical anymore, it's kind of fleeting. Hmm. Everything's fleeting. Anyway, I'm I'm getting ranting. I can f- I, I, I catch it <laughs> earlier now. Yeah.
0: No, but it's it's true. And now that you're getting that memory back, that's like you're reali- realizing the value of of that. I mean, of sobriety,
1: yeah. of just being. It's like sobriety is not a thing. It's a non thing. <laughs> we have a word for doing nothing.
0: Yeah. But just even chill then, out. Something's <laughs> changing daily. It could be you can wake up in a better state. sobriety is a weird one too, but. I guess not enhancing yourself, or is enhancing the right word? I don't know.
1: I like that though, because that's how that's what that's what I was getting at. Like a, as it stands, maybe if I stop for you know a fucking decade, I'll be good. Mm. But I, I I don't know if I have the patience to go that long because I feel it enhances my life if I smoke once a week.
0: Nice, once maybe twice, and so then I could It's just skip. a matter of balance, and yeah. just of moderation and control and discipline. That's and then it's like anything if you. If you don't approach it with discipline and moderation, it's just going to become poison. Whether it's junk food, whether it's smoking, whether it's just fucking lying on the couch all day watching TV—if anything that's unconscious is driving you—that's what it is. It's and all about of you driving it. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, whether you're making it a conscious or unconscious decision. If you're consciously smoking once a week because you want to a, a have a good time, watch a movie, laugh, chill, whatever—that's fucking great. But if you're unconsciously smoking because you feel like your life sucks or you feel like you want to avoid something. That's where anything can become a poison. Yeah. It's interesting. That's, it's really about intention.
1: And there's, that's a double poison. Cause you're, you're, f- you're shooting yourself in the foot with what we mm-hmm. talked about, like how it's, how the th- the poison of choice could be affecting you negatively, but also you're choosing to, uh, like you have something accessible and you're associating it with stress. And it's, and every time you're doing that, you're, you're avoiding s- trying to change yourself. Mm. You know, like I, I think now, like I don't want to be too hard on myself, but the truth is the truth and a little bit of guilt, you know, can, can be revealing. The, the fact is I have a hard time changing myself. You know, like you, you've said it before. You pick up on like you, you're a disciplined human being. You know, I'm sure I'm sure you, you're hard on yourself also. We all mm-hmm. are. But on paper, you will f- pick a task and you will get it done. You know, like you made this fucking room, bro. <laughs> you know, like the, Like you, you are, you <laughs> are a force. You see, I, you know, I'm, that, I'm a, I'm not a force yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like let's just put it that way.
0: That self sabotaging voice, like I mm. take no credit in my mind for this. Like, it's, it's annoying. I wish I could, but I don't.
1: It's, it doesn't serve you. It's yeah. fine. You know, a mm. lot of the, the best yogis, they, they deflect. Uh, Maybe that's the credit. It is. It's a good thing. Mm. I mean, I you I know, hope so. pat I hope yourself on the back. Every now and then, see what it gives. Maybe it's good, maybe not. Maybe it enhances your life. Let's check it out. Yeah. But a lot of people will say, oh, you're, you're, I know you're thanking me, but I can only thank my masters. And then they would say the same thing.
0: Nice. Humbleness and humility. Yeah.
1: Because it's... It, really, what does it give you? You know, like the... That, that like I am not the shaman moment that you had with DMT mm. made you a better... A, a server, you know, like, and, and serve, the word is serve. I going to say a keyword. Yeah. Like yeah. you're serving the substance, but you're serving, you're yeah. literally serving. Like.
0: Don't ever get it wrong. That's yeah. what, that's your position in this.
1: And, and that's, that's going to make, that's going to set you up for success because it is a vulnerable environment. In a in mm. a physical way, in a spiritual way, in a psychological way, you're more prepared now because you're respecting it more. You're not thinking that you're coming in, uh, cracking yeah. a whip like controlling the situation.
0: That's very deep. Point service, server, and Aubrey talks about this all the time about becoming of, uh, uh, being into going into service and serving others. And, and what
1: that looks like for different people because mm. people think it's, you know, go go to your homeless shelter or or give away all your stuff or or whatever it is, you know?
0: No, but you should always approach life as a servant, you know? You're serving your, whatever you're giving to the public or to anyone in your life should be from a place of as a server, not as an authoritative uh, boss type of uh, persona. It should come from a state of humility.
1: Leading the way sort of real, in front kind of, instead of trying to push the situation, push whatever, push the, yeah. I have a friend uh, that I met in India, actually, a really cool guy. Um, he said he described to me like the there's a there's a concept or a school of yoga called karma yoga, and it's the idea that like you're you focus on your actions in in a real in a real nutshell. You can expand on this it gets very philosophical, but it's it's like what you do creates what you get, and then what you get is what you have and what you are. In the physical sense, which is bullshit anyway, when it comes mm. to yoga. But then that is what you use to to obtain again to to to, to control what you do, and mm. it becomes this cycle, this upward spiral. And he put it in a perfect sentence. He said, "Everything we do is God serving God." And it's like you close it's, the loop now. It's pure truth. It's 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 like hard to <laughs> even conceptualize. It's very hard to conceptualize. But like when you walk around. And think my my footsteps, my words, my breath my my gaze uh, the 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 everything i'm doing to myself to the other, to my food, to the animals to to nature doesn't matter what it is it's god serving god hmm. it, it becomes this all inclusive resort <laughs> <laughs> it becomes this all inclusive uh philosophy and and then the best definition of God in my mind starts budding in your mind, which is we're all just a thing, you know, like yeah. God's not like a sky dad or like a dude, you know, like we're the dudes, but like you and me are pieces of the, of a bigger thing. Hmm. And then that, that thing is a piece of a bigger thing. And you can just do that. It's turtles Infinity. all the way up. Yeah. yeah. It's, and th- in a blinding, almost don't understand it but still try to keep it practical we're all an ecosystem we're all a thing and you can call that god hmm. and in an, in an impractical philosophical mind-blowing way you can also call everything god and it's a it's the purity of consciousness that mm. coalesces into a table or a person or a deity i don't know how anything that's
0: works. manifested into reality yeah. is a is a figment is a is a piece of god
1: Exactly, of God. I love that. It's like you're not God. No, <laughs> that that gets squirrely. <laughs> yeah. But you, but everything and everyone is of God. Of God. And then it's like a thing. It's like in, it's like dividing infinity. Y- it's a piece of infinity, so it's still infinite. And mathematically, mm. that is, it actually makes sense on paper. It's very confusing in a practical sense. But you know, uh, it's hard to conceptualize that, it. though. It is. It's. You know? It's infinity is a w- squirrely thing. We should get a mathematician on here. <laughs> we should love to, materialize man. that for some people because yeah. I, I, my buddy, Andrew, I'm, I hope he's listening. Uh, like he, we spoke on infinity for hours once Ooh. and he
0: blew my mind. What <laughs> blew my mind was on a podcast with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, where he said, like, we know infinity one to infinity, right? Like the in numerology in math, but then there's bigger infinities and you're like, what the fuck is a bigger infinity than one to infinity? There's yeah, it's, you it, it go gets really stupid. If you go into the decimals though, there is like an infinitely infinite amount of infinities. Just in the one in, to two, yeah. Because you go point one to infinity, point zero one to infinity, point zero zero one to infinity, and that infinity is insanely larger than the whole number, prime number infinity. It's a
1: bigger infinity. And, and that,
0: that one is that one blew my fucking mind because that one never ends. Because yeah. you can just drop that decimal another point
1: every the, f- the amount of infinities within one to infinity never ends yes it's just it's it's a uh, it's a weird concept it's uh, it's uh, I don't even know like we're not we're not equipped to even talk about this i don't to even be know where to go with that <laughs> <laughs> i really don't it's like, like the, to the that's you know what the cap
0: like. of my knowledge of what infinity is is that what i just said that's yeah. all that like it. i can i can spiel
1: i can parrot some stuff yeah. but i really don't understand no. like um there's a great video by Vsauce. I love Vsauce. They have one, two, and three Vsauce. Uh, go on YouTube if you don't know these guys. Um, sometimes they're long. Sometimes they're a bit math-heavy. But there's one that's really good, mm. and I think you can just type like Vsauce Infinity. I'm sure there'll be like three or four videos because he's done a lot of them. But you'll see, you'll know the one I'm talking about. And he starts explaining the size of different infinities, and it's and comparing them mathematically. One has to be bigger than than the other because the let's say one and on is an infinity, is a Mm. conceptual infinity. And it's a hard infinity, it makes sense. You can just count up forever. But then you can say like one, uh, or like n plus one kind of thing. So it's like whatever number you plug in from one to infinity, plus one. So one one becomes two, two becomes three. Like you change every number within the structure of the first infinity. Mm. And now you have another infinity that is mathematically larger than the other infinity, than the first infinity. And so then you're you can a keep to doing that.
0: Yeah. Because you still have one. N plus one plus one or something like that. Yeah,
1: you can, like zero plus one is one. Yeah. One plus one is two. Now it's one bigger <laughs> or Whoa. something. I that's, don't yeah. I don't get it. Honestly, that's, again, like I said, fuck. I don't want to get into it. I don't understand it. I'm sure there's somebody yelling at us. Vsauce,
0: check it out. <laughs> it's, I wanted to talk to you about Of God, because there's been a big trend right now with the Bufo Toad DMT that's been coming out a lot. You're seeing a lot of celebrities doing Toad DMT, Mike Tyson. There's a bunch of others you could find. It—it uh, It is popping up more online, yeah. too. It's weird. I'm happy, though, because it is a very powerful medicine. i, I You know that I did a ceremony with it. Yeah, uh, you told me about it. And whenever I hear other people coming online talking about it, especially celebrities because they have a big audience, it's incredible to see the parallels with my experience of what they had. Mm. And it's a little more narrowed, a little mm-hmm. more similar. It's so similar. Oh yeah, cool. And it's, it's almost like a confirmation for me because I knew it after the first experience, what I got out of it. I'm like, well, okay, this is the truth. But hearing it over and over again, it's like God's talking to God in a sense where it's, you're hearing the information just bouncing back. But what it was, it was that, and there was that concept that we say of God and that God is in everything it was so clear on NNDMT, uh, not NN, 5 O D M T, sorry. And that's the toad medicine. Okay. And that there's a difference between the one we've done and NDMT is a is a small molecule change. I'm not a chemist, but 5-MeO is it's very similar, but the experience is, it's not even comparable. I thought it was the other way around. So the
1: 5-MeO is the 5-MeO is, is the, the toad. Okay. Yeah.
0: And I may have mixed that up in the earlier, but NN n is the is the normal DMT that we have been doing.
1: Fucking Google it.
0: Yeah. So 5-MeO comes from the toad, or you can synthetically make it too, but the experience is almost no visual. It's all feeling. Oh, wow. It's like so deeply rooted in feeling. And the reason there's no visuals is because I don't think you're even in your consciousness, in your body anymore. You're gone. And I remember being gone, completely gone when I did it. It was two nights. We did the first, two days. We did the first day a light dose. And the second day, if you want to go deeper, you can go deeper. And the second day, I told him, like, look, I want to go fucking far. Like, uh, I, it was a little bit of ego, but I wanted to go deep. So he gave me a giant dose. But I remember completely obliterated from my body. It was gone. Like, there was no recollection of Nate. There was no words. There was no concept. It was just feeling. And even describing it, it's already back in the ego realm, and it's not it. But for the sake of explaining it, I'll describe it with words. But I remember... This like it was like a pool, as if someone was pouring a bucket of water into this brain, and that bucket of water was the source field of all our consciousness. Just this pool of of consciousness tuning into each body, and I was there. I was back in the bucket of uh, the. I was back in that flow of water of consciousness, and I was just there. And it was just this vibration, just like, vroom, vroom, vroom. and I was just literally thoughtless. It was just ex, ex, complete awareness and experience with no any no attachments to this reality, to words or anything. Just being. That's crazy. And that was I for write. like. It's amazing. It's timeless. That's everything because you're just there's no more concept of anything. You're not you anymore. Yeah. You, and you, in the sense that Nate and Sammy and whoever's Wait, listening, still, I'm.
1: You're still perceiving you, in a sense.
0: You're just like not. I had no identity. I couldn't even remember me. I if I there was no. Nathaniel's this, this, that person was gone, completely disassociated. And it's not even being anymore, it's just awareness, it's consciousness and awareness. And that's where I was for the vast majority of the experience. And then as time, we're bound by time, so as time was fading, I'm coming back to my body. But for that moment, I could have been there for infinity. I don't know how long time is over there. Mm You yeah. know, time is relative to this physical body. It's like a dream,
1: you know, like it yeah. happens in a few seconds, but it's so much sensory input that it consolidates when you wake up. Yes. So you you, you have these memories, yeah. you know, air quotes.
0: But the the weirdest fucking part is that when I was coming back to my body, I, that I was, instead of being in the bucket, I was back in that stream and I'm seeing the stream going into this fucking portal, which was my brain. And it's like opening. And then I got this huge hug and welcoming from, my, from Nathaniel, from my ego, grabbing me and crying. I started crying and saying, like, I don't ever leave again. I'm sorry. Or, like, I, I, I'll never be mean to you again. Like, I'm so sorry. Come back. Come back. And it was, like, holding on to me because it needed me to survive. Oh. And I remember, like, I, I was crying. I was probably crying the whole experience, but I had no recollection that I was crying. I was gone. but I, So I came back to this fragile, scared body. And it was just, like, this huge moment of self-love and comfort and just appreciation for being alive. And that's when I hear with Mike Tyson talking about his 5MEO, how he gained this appreciation for being alive and that there's so much more. And you're seeing more and more stories talking about the same appreciation that they're getting from 5MEO. And I felt it. And it's, that was so valuable. And that experience, it's always in my mind's eye. Like the emotion stuff kind of faded from time, but the experience, the, the realization is still there for life, I think.
1: I wanted to ask, like, how do you feel now about that? That's an intense experience. Like, is there is it a fla- a flame that you can fan? There is it just like so uh, alien that you just kind of have to walk with it the way you described it to me. Like, that's the best you can do. Like,
0: uh, I think NNDMT, the one that we've smoked, that's one is more impractical. It's hard to really take any information from that because you can just smoke it and then some aliens telling you about the universe and then feels you like a washing
1: machine. Yeah. <laughs> and then you
0: come back, you're like. Okay, what the fuck do I do next? Yeah. Five MEO was more of a realization and confirmation that there is more out there than this experience. Yeah. And I don't want to ever preach it anymore, like the convince people, but I know in my core, and this is a belief system, so you can't fight me on belief, but I know <laughs> in my core, I know in my core that it's all good. Whatever happens, it's all good. You're gonna go back to that stream of consciousness and the story will continue from there and maybe I'll get poured into a different vessel I don't know but I know when this story ends there's this is just this story that ends yeah. you know there's so much more to the to the, the 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 bigger scheme of stories than the Nathaniel story that I'm operating on right now
1: you're like a story within a story or yeah. something that's correct dude or it's I, what you
0: I, said it's an infinity and then there's a bigger infinity
1: yeah you know, like it, you can go inward forever in this experience mm-hmm. and and it's it's not timeless, but it, there is a there, it's a it's a bounded infinity. Again, yes. again, Google math on the internet, but yeah. it's it does have perceivable limits. But within those limits, it is endless. Yes. So then there's a bigger endless exterior that's possible, and, and that you kind of experienced. Yeah. Or I mean, guess you couldn't experience it in the way that you know experience, which is why it's so hard to describe. Mm. I, you're, the way described the the the, in, the coming in like that's so common with meditation. I even have a fr- I have a friend who who described a uh mush trip to me recently, and he, for some reason he was inspired to sit and meditate. And he's not much of a meditator, and he had this shocking experience that's very similar. And mm-hmm. I, I, for me, it feels like a like he's describing some some kundalini thing, you know, like some. It sounds familiar, and then now you're describing <laughs> it, but in a, in a very different. It's it's still different because there's a the transition back into the the experiencer sort of, mm-hmm. you know, and and how it kind of like it was slow and, uh, and you're pointing to something. Yeah. So it's like there's a space in your mind now that you didn't have before and you're kind of, it's almost physical. You're like there. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, it's like, it's like in another dimension
0: sort yeah. of. Like I remember after smoking, I went like this, like to go back and then mm-hmm. it, my consciousness just kept going and it was just, it was there. Oh you God. God. You know, but like the way you describe it,
1: this yeah. is how I understand consciousness. It like the, the yogic philosophy doesn't clash with our, with science. Mm-hmm. It's just an, an amalgamation of consciousness it's the same way we think of gravity. Like, like there's a field, and, and the more you accumulate mass, the more it interferes with that field, and then you get what we call gravity. Mm. And, and it has a weird effect, but it's everywhere. It's, all, it's prevalent in all of the universe. You just need a thing to, that kind of distorts it and then kind of pinches it off so that it, there becomes this, this effect, this visible mm. force, and that's consciousness also. Yes. There's just this prevalent, the prevailing force and they might even be the same thing just matter itself you know like i think i've talked about it on the podcast but this table has a certain awareness of us mm-hmm. because it it knows my fingers there and if you look if you if you're a scientific materialist you're like oh, you're an idiot it's just <laughs> magnetism because the the atoms are bumping into each other mm-hmm. but why do they interfere with each other that's just a physical reaction that particles are having but then you can build atoms with that and you can build like uh molecules with the atoms you can build uh, cells with the molecules. And you can do this all the way up until you get a human being. Yeah. And the same way you can put a bunch of matter together to, to get a planet, and then we're all s- not flying off of it for some reason, you're, you're, you're crunching something into a, a way where the consciousness is expressed. Hmm. And we call it consciousness because we're self-aware. So then the ego gets involved in all this fun stuff. But that's all it is, really. We're just a lot of consciousness put together so we're like holy shit you know like we're staring at our hands and talking to each other and inventing stuff and and we're (laughs) depressed and stuff and like all this weird shit
0: that's crazy it's true
1: (laughs) anyway are we is this are we out of time let's let's cut it
0: we'll cut it there uh yeah so ceremony men whatever happens happens i'll go there with uh open mind and heart that's the best i can do
1: I'm sure they're all wishing you the best also, but I love you. Uh, yeah. I hope you have a whatever I hope whatever you get out of it, you know? Just be safe, be be good and have fun and, <laughs> and that's uh, it. i will talk to you when you get back. And travel well and stay curious. Yeah,
0: brother. <laughs> Peace, brother. I love you, bro. Yeah. Okay. C'est bon. C'est bon quand c'est bon. Oh yeah. Actually, have to go anywhere. Like we're not actually bound by a schedule. Yeah, that's true, huh? It's not like I was just saying.